Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process. From design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side-by-side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com. Well, welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris Podcast. I am your host, Jared Christie, joined today along with my co-host, Alexa Score. Alexa, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. Our podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios. Did you know that Rugged is involved in nearly 100 events around the country each year? I don't know when Rugged sleeps. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> yes, yes, because they're everywhere. Um, go to their website, find out where they'll be next, and go meet them. They'll be more than happy to show you and tell you about all their products and which one works best for you. Rugged Radio's the authority and communication. Alexa, I mentioned that Rugged is everywhere, and that's because today we'll be talking about one of the best places to ride in the country, Utah. That's right. That's right. That's right. And... For you and I, and obviously for me for quite a while, the number one question we always get, because people know we travel all over the country, is where's the best place to ride? And I tell people it's Utah because there's so many options. Just endless. Right. And you can have a different experience in so many different places. so many different places. Just within the state. That's right. That's right. And so I thought, I was thinking, you know what? We need to have somebody on from the state of Utah to to really lay it out for everybody, an expert. And to help us out today, we've got one of the best and most knowledgeable people in the industry to tell us all about Utah. I'd like to welcome to the show Moab's, Moab Utah's own Kent Green. Kent, how are you today, sir? I am doing great. It is glad. I am glad to hear from you. It's awesome out here. That's right. That's right. We were just kind of chatting before we started the show. And and uh, the last time that Kent and I did a ride right in the Moab area was roughly eight or nine years ago. Yes, it was. Cool. Yes, very cool. Time flies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. It's so much so. Now, now, for people who haven't met Kent or don't know Kent, um, Kent runs, he's the owner and operator of Moab Cowboy. And you can't miss Kent because he's always got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's your signature. It is his signature. It is my signature and, and it's not fake either. <laughs> so I grew up as a cowboy. Right. Now, uh, I know your daughter grew up in Moab, but Kent, did you grow up in Moab as well? Uh, well, I, I did, um, but I like to tell everybody I grew up in southeastern Utah. Um, my dad, um, even though we lived in Moab, he was an idealist, and he'd come up with an idea, and my brother and I did all the work. And so we would travel around all over southeastern Utah, and that would include uh, the Four Corners area all the way up to Moab. Um, he was a miner, uh, an explorer, um, you know, so... We've lived in just every town that southeastern Utah has to offer. Very cool. Yes. Can tell me a little bit about the the off-road riding in Moab? Because I think most people who plan to make, you know, a bucket list trip, Moab is typically one or two on their list. 
And there's a number of reasons why, but lay it out for us and, and explain why what makes Moab so special. Well, Moab is very special. And, and first of all, you're welcome to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read a lot of forums, you know, it has to do with, uh, you know, Moab area. And it is a bucket list for everybody. I'm very blessed because I do live here. Um, but one of the biggest uh, things I get asked all the time is the ratings of our trails because there's really not any books that really rate the trails correctly, in my opinion. Because um, uh, unfortunately, most of the books that are written about Moab, you know, for off-rail, off-road use is um, um, by someone who doesn't live here. So they have a tendency to rate the trails pretty high. And, uh, and it scares a lot of people. But one of the things that I get asked all the time is about Hell's Revenge. That is the most popular trail in Moab, Utah. And uh, it's because of these big rolling petrified sand dunes. And they can be very um, intimidating if you're not used to uh, the terrain out here. But as you know, Jared, just by your experience being here, is that uh, these uh, machines, the tires, they hook up really good on the rock. And you don't have to uh, put your foot in it to get to go up to the top of the hill, so to speak. You can just actually just crawl right up to the top. Because it is quite amazing so that much. rock is called Slick Rock, right, Kent? Yes, the rock is called Slick Rock. And it was uh, named that because of the old settlers and the cowboys that lived in this area. Um, because what they actually did when the LDS people came through is that their wagon wheels would slip on the rock because of the metal on the wheels. So what they would do is they would wrap these wheels in old burlap sacks or clothing to keep them from sliding. But the horses still had metal horseshoes on, so they'd actually pull the shoes off the horses so they'd have more grip on the rock, and they would just go right up the rock. Wow, sounds like uh, a lot more work than just cruising right over uh, comfortably in your side-by-side. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine coming into this country uh, in a wagon, which right. a lot of our ancestors did so, and walked. The first side-by-side off-roaders. Exactly. The wagoneers. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, totally, right? <laughs> totally, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. It but is amazing because... it would take them um, three weeks just to travel five miles in this country. Potsing, imagine that. Potsing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It is, it is when you're in a place like that, the rubber yes. on that rock, yeah. literally you can feel like you're almost sideways and you're still not going to slide. Just grips on there. It just grips like unbelievable. Oh, it is. And what's the beauty about this area is is not only it's pretty and the diversity of the terrain, you have anything from easy to difficult. And and that's the beauty about our area is that uh, is you can choose those trails. And, and what makes Hell's Revenge so popular, Kent, is it's right outside of town. It's Yeah, it's two miles. And, uh, and it's the wow factor. And there's also another trail ad- adjacent to that called Fins and Things. And it more or less breaks you in, breaks you in for uh, Hell's Revenge. It's not quite as steep, but it has a lot of the same type of terrain. And then you're just like a mile or two away from Hell's Revenge, and you just hop on that trail and go see it. The views are fantastic. It's unbelievable. Do you think that area would be suitable for a beginner or do you need some experience to kind of be able to, to handle the terrain there? Well, I've always said that 
um, the machine is only as good as this driver. And um, if you talk to locals or get on the forums, you'll find out that low gear is your friend out here. And it's not about speed. And, um, and so to answer your questions, yes, a beginner can do that. It's very easy to do. And I always tell everybody, when in doubt, get out and look. Right. That's all, it, that's all you have to do. And because safety, safety is number one priority. Now, you can bring your own machine and do that. Or you can hook yes. up with Kent. Yeah. Cowboy and Kent will take you out there and tell you all about the <laughs> stuff that goes on out there. Walk us through, Kent, what, what your tours are like. Well, the tours are, are good for, are geared for family oriented um, trips. Uh, you know, in couples, but the, the trips are, are anywhere from two and a half hours to four hours or whatever, how long you want to be out. But the most popular is two and a half hours. And we, um, you know, we allow people to bring their own rigs if they would like. And also they can um, jump on one of our rigs and follow behind the guide. It's all guided. It's not rental. And uh, there's places we stop of history and, and uh, dinosaur tracks and things oh my gosh. like that. That's oh, some yeah, serious history. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not just some American history. history. That's, that's real, real old. Yeah. Well, we're very fortunate because the family is seven generation here. Wow. That's and really cool. So we're very blessed. You know, we have a lot of history in this area. And so uh, it's, it's the real deal. It's, it's not somebody that's uh, moved here and, and then try to, how, how do you say it? Fake it. <laughs> you know, <basically. laughs> right. But you know, it's a real deal. It really is. For sure. It's always different. Yeah. When, when you have that kind of in your blood, so to speak, you can tell when someone's speaking about something that it's passionate and that it's, just, you know, something really special to you, I'm sure. Oh, it's very special to us. Um, we're, we're very happy to uh, share the history uh, in this area. And uh, so we just recently found out, my wife and I, that our great-great-grandfathers down the line, because they, they came over here on the Mayflower, and obviously not to Moab, but you know, on the Mayflower. <laughs> that, that's a tough haul right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if the ocean was that high yet. Or right. not, but, it, it, but anyhow, um, when they sign... Um, to go on the Mayflower because they were the first ones on the Mayflower. His number was 16 was my wife's side and my side was number 17. Um, and so they were standing next to each other when they signed the books. No way. Yeah. We just How did you find that out? That yeah. Out. Uh, through genealogy, my brother's really into it. And so is my son. And uh, we found that out through genealogy. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm kidding. Yeah. That's cool. Super cool. Yeah. I know I got a little off track there. But no, yeah. no, that's, that's a really cool little note. Yes. In fact, my wife's—I uh, think it's her 26th great grandfather. Um, there's a monument there at the harbor where they landed, um, and his name was Peregrine White. And there's actually a monument there, and he was the first baby to be born in the New World. And wow. they put a monument there. Yeah. And then uh, your your lineage headed west. Yes, West. Yes, and, and then Kent yes. became president. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> when you do your tours, you provide cowboy hats for everyone, or do you have to bring no, your own? Oh, okay. No, uh, there are some stores in town. You know, uh, tourist um, 
attraction type stores that are in town that where you can buy cowboy hats if you want because you know we're known for our history for western movies um john wayne came here in 1949 with uh, john ford and they were actually filming a movie called the searchers in monument valley and my wife's grandfather george white went down to monument valley and was able to talk john wayne and john ford to come up to moab and do some filming and they filmed out on my wife's family ranch out there for eight and a half years this is why I love wow. Kent, right? You go right. on a tour like him, and you're, you're getting yeah. a sense of what it's like to spend a few hours with him. It's not just the writing. He will just tell you stories about the area, and, and you know, so many you're just like, unbelievably, you're just shaking your head like, this is amazing. But when you're there seven generations, you better have some good stories to tell. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And, and, and I can remember, Jared, when you were with us um, the last time that we were standing on a point called Seven Mile Ram, and we were looking into Colorado and we was actually looking a hundred miles in one direction. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean the, the views and, and the vast of the beauty all around us is, is just awesome. You know, I'm glad just, you brought that, that up. Cause that is one of the other rides right there. That seven mile rim that is fantastic. And if you've ever seen the movie cars, really that's the scenery that you're looking at. And some of those actual specific shots in the movie cars take place right outside of Moab or from that area. Yeah, um, Seven Mile Ram is not only is one of the, one of my favorite trails, but it has a diversity of other trails um, that link into it. You know, called Monitor and Merrimack, um, Tusher Tunnel, Bartlett and Hidden, uh, 3D, and you know, Dabinky. I mean, there are so many trails because we're we've got about three thousand miles of off road trails here in Moab. And our county alone is 4,200 square miles. And so we're the fifth largest county in the state of Utah out of 29. Wow. So a lot of elbow room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the town of Moab is actually kind of small. Yeah. The town of Moab, uh, we have around 56 to 6,000 people that live here. But we do receive a little over 3 million visitors a year. And that sounds like a lot, but you have to remember how big we are as far as the county goes. And the two main attractions actually here is Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park. And we sit right in the heart of those two national parks. And so we do get a lot of visitors that come here and visit those. And then they they go on these uh, side-by-side tours. Um, And, you know, of course, we have the Colorado River. It runs right through Moab. And so we have uh, the Daly Stretch there. We have Westwater Canyon, which is east of us. And, and then west of us is called Cataract Canyon. It goes right into Lake Powell. We're only three, three hours away from Lake Powell. Oh, wow. I don't yeah. think I realized that. Yeah. And so, uh, and of course, Lake Powell is one of the uh, largest man-made lakes in the United States. Yep. Um, it, it is kind of shrinking a little bit, though. Yeah, I've heard reports that it did uh, maybe getting a little smaller here. Yeah, yes. it's getting a little smaller. Um, it's just because, you know, we've been in a drought for the last few years. And, right. And so, uh, it, you know, they need the water downstream. So That's still very, very cool. But oh, I'm glad you said all that stuff, Ken, because that's what I tell people when they say Moab. It, the writing is spectacular, all the different trails, the number of trails. But I'll say if you're not a fan of off-road riding, 
You have national parks right there. You have the Colorado River right there. You have amazing mountain bike trails right there. You have rock crawling. I mean, it's just rock climbing. You, I mean, it's just the amount of outdoor activities is just endless. Oh, it's the outdoor maker of the world in my book. What other stuff do you get into out there in the outdoors besides side-by-sides? Oh, me personally? Yeah. <laughs> you can ask about oh. hunting now. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Did I just open a can of worms? <laughs> yeah. I love to, um, I love to hunt. Um, yeah, our family, of course, we grew up doing that, but we're, we're into horseback riding. We're into mountain biking, anything outdoors, river running. I've been running rivers since I was 10 years old with my dad. Um, and so is my brother. Um, just anything outdoors. We go, you know, people say, what do you do for vacation? Well, we just, well, we go 50 miles down the road and, you know, and we're camping. And that's our vacation. And uh, because it just, because right below us here is San Juan County, and they're 14,000 square miles with over 7,000 miles of off road trails. And there's hiking, there's biking, there's all kinds of stuff to do here in southeastern Utah. It just depends on what you want to do because you'll never have enough time. One of the, you bring up a great point. One of the things I wrote down is how do you plan a trip to Moab? Right. How do you decide what to do? I, I hate decisions. So I, I would need someone like you to tell me what we're going to do because there's just too <laughs> many decisions to make too many options. You know, um, a lot of people, unfortunately, um, cause it doesn't give businesses a fair representation is, you know, a lot of people look at, uh, what they call, um, TripAdvisor, and uh, and they they look at that and see the ratings on what activities to do, from the highest to the lowest. Does that make sense? Yep. And so um, there are, believe it or not, there are eleven. Oh, excuse me. There are fourteen side by side companies in Moab. Um, so it's really hard to choose which one's which. Obviously, Moab Cowboys the number one. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> um, but they're all good, reputable companies. You know, they have to be permitted. They have to be insured in, in the whole nine yards. Uh, there are over 118 motels in Moab. And that's not including the bed and breakfasts and the... Um, what other ones? Uh, the whole the the houses for rents and things like that. Yep. There are over sixty eight restaurants in Moab, and so uh, you know people just search the internet. Inter- internet's the big deal now, you know, and uh, it, because it makes it easy to book your reservations for a room uh, for a tour or get into the parks. And unfortunately, right now, Arches National Park is requiring a reservation system. Um, because it does sometimes if the entrance gets overcrowded and the traffic backs up. You are at peak season. Yeah, we are in peak season. So you do have to make a reservation to get into Arches National Park. But anything after 5 p.m. is open to the public. You can just go right on in. And I just have to tell you, because I don't think Alexa's has been to Moab no, before, right? Is making the walk up to Delicate Arch at sunset is one of the, it has to be like, your number one on your list to do. And is that like the main arch that you see? I mean, I've seen it a million times, like in pictures yep. and got it. Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, it, 
I really think what really made Moab famous is in 2002, when they had the Olympics in Utah, they ran the torch through Delicate Arch. Oh, cool. Yeah. And everybody, of course, there was a Native American individual who did that, and everybody wanted to come and see that arch. And a funny story behind Delicate Arch is that there's another arch called Landscape Arch in Arches National Park. There are over 2,000 arches in Arches National Park, by the way. Have anyway, you seen them all, Kent? <laughs> yeah. Can you but name them all? all. Yes. You know, my wife's family used to have a lifetime grazing permit in Arches National Park um, back in the day for cattle. You know, so I've seen a lot of those by horseback. Um, but anyhow, um, Landscape Arch was actually Delicate Arch. And Delicate Arch was actually landscape arch does that make sense and when you go visit them when you go see landscape arch what they call now um you can say you can look at it and go wow you know this is pretty cool but then you go to delicate arch and you're like okay it's delicate arch but landscape is more delicate than delicate is does that make sense I think for me, when I went to Delicate Arch, it sits on the edge of a cliff that drops like 500 okay, feet. You're not, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not yeah, fond yeah. of heights. No. And I'm just like, I sat my distance back a little bit. And other people walk down and around. And I'm like, I'm cool from here taking my photo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, but if you can visit it, the two arches, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But what happened was is they got it mixed up on the mapping. Oh, funny. And so instead of changing all the maps, they just decided to leave Change it that way. The names. That happened clear back, you know, way back in the 40s. And so they just left it that way. Switched so. at birth. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Arches wasn't really designated until 1971. Isn't that amazing? Not that long ago. Oh, yeah. And it's such a it's such a rad place. Oh, it's awesome. Yes. When you're packing up and going out for a ride, like what are your essentials that you bring with? Because sometimes different rides require like a little different things to bring along. But people, you know, if you had never gone there before, what would you tell people to bring? Well, number one is water. Uh, and, and the reason why is Moab has a dry heat and it'll just suck the moisture right out of you. And I always tell people, you know, you should drink a gallon of water a day per person. You cannot bring enough water. Okay. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately, people drink other things that just not doing it for them. Right. So you need to drink that H2O all the time. And, uh, and of course, you know, snacks and things like that. Telling people where you're going, even, you know, if you go to, if you're staying in a motel or anything like letting them know where you're at. Uh, we, we do get people occasionally that get lost out here. Um, not as much as we used to. Uh, Moab actually has the busiest search and rescue organization in the state of Utah. They do between 80 to 243 a year. Um, but, uh, you know, communications, uh, and just like um, I was listening when you were introducing things, is uh, more and more people are going to rugged radios. Uh, it used to be just CBs. Now it's rugged radios or these uh, family radios that you can carry, you know, um, communications is a big thing because you can't get sales service here everywhere you go because if you drop down in a little canyon, you're not going to get anything because um, sales service can be very spotty here and you can't depend on that. So more and more people are carrying uh, satellite phones. Um, and of course, you know, your usual stuff, you know, first aid kit, you know, a spare tire or a plug kit, um, you know, you just never know. 
So I could go on and on about what to carry. That's why my rig weighs so much. <laughs> You've got it all. You're ready yeah. for anything. Oh, yeah. You bet. <laughs> In fact, my sister-in-law always says, if I if I get lost or anything, I want to be with Kent because I know he carries everything <laughs> yeah. in the kitchen sink. As long as I know where, I don't have to know where I am, but as long as I know where you are, because <laughs> yeah, you've got exactly. all this stuff and the supplies. Yeah, I carry everything. You know, I used to have, my friends used to make fun of me because I carried so much stuff, but I've had to help them out in a, you know, in a pinch or two. And now they don't make fun of me. They carry just say, as much as I do. Yeah, they probably uh, don't say anything after that. Like, okay, yeah. we get it. Yeah, it's important to note. I mean, I think we as a society are so reliant on cell phones or just used to them working. And if you're not used to off-roading and getting off the grid, you get out there and you're like, wait a minute. I'm not going to have cell service. Oh, wait, my GPS doesn't work. Oh, wait, you know, on, on your phone. And so, uh, you know, the handhelds are just so nice because you can be, you know, with you can be fairly close to another machine and just not be able to see them and not know where they're at. So it is, it just, it's so worth the investment and enhances the entire experience. So, Absolutely. I've been over on another mountain range close to Moab called the Abajos. And my uh, nephew uh, was here in Moab. And of course, that's kind of a straight shot. And it's over 52 miles. And I've been able to talk to him on my rugged radio. Wow. Yeah. So it just depends on where you're at. Yep. For sure. For sure. You know, we're talking a lot about uh, Moab. And that's one of the great places to ride. And if you haven't gone to Polaris Adventures yet to see what they have to offer and for your next trip, please go to their website and plan your next off-road adventure from Maui to Maine. Polaris adventures has over 100 outfitters all across the country. We've worked with probably over a dozen of them over the years and they're all fabulous people. And it's a great experience. Can we know that Moab is close or near to the top of everyone's list? What about some other places in the state of Utah that you've ridden that you really enjoy? You know, I really like Marysville. It has a, it's over by Richfield, Utah. Really has a, a diversity type of trails, you know, three or four, 500 miles worth. Um, and, and plus more than that. I mean, you can ride Skyline Drive and go through to Salt Lake City if you want. Um, it, it's just really a neat system. It's in a higher elevation, so it's with a lot cooler temperatures during the summertime. Uh, but if you want to go extreme rock crawling, not only Moab has extreme rock crawling here, but there's another place called Sand Hollow by St. George. Um, it's a state park, and it's an open OHV area. And uh, there's some extreme rock crawling in that area. And, of course, safety's first. You know, make sure you got your seatbelts on and your helmets on and things like that because Sand Hollow is really not a place to be – um, how do I put it? Easy peasy. Right. <laughs> Alexa's eyes just lit up because we were there earlier this year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's got some extreme stuff in it and, you know, and I'm an extreme, uh, rock crawler. I love, uh, rock crawling, but there's some places over there that, uh, make me pay attention to where I'm like, I don't know if I should be doing this or not because it's out of my comfort level. You know, and, and I've done some hardcore stuff, but there's some, but I've got friends that just do it like it's nothing. Uh, me, I'm a little more cautious because I'm thinking if I roll one of these, it's going to cost me money. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, so the older you get, the more you think about that kind of stuff. Yep. I think but, the, uh, the, the one that I think most people mention maybe is the, uh, 
Paiute Trail. Yeah, the Paiute Trail is uh, over there in uh, the Marysville area. Um, it's really a neat area. Um, there's some off-the-beaten-path trails like the San Rafael. That's over by the Henry Mountains by Hanksville, Utah. Um, it's really a cool area. Another place is just down below us here uh, called, the, called the Bears Ears. And uh, southeastern Utah by Blanding, Utah, Monticello. Tons and tons of riding out there. And if you're really into uh, Native American um, culture, there's a lot of uh, Indian ruins, a lot of pictographs, just cool trails to ride. Um, I mean, you can ride for hundreds of miles out in this area. Uh, the Uena Mountains area over by Bernal, Utah, that's a pretty good trail system over there. Um, it's been four or five years since I've been over there, but it's pretty cool. So, you know, the entire state of Utah is just awesome. One of the ones that we rode, which wasn't overly challenging, but great historically wise, and you've been telling a lot of history stories, was we rode the Pony Express Trail a number of years ago. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, you just say it and you're like, okay, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, and they do, uh, you know, if you read the forms, you know, uh, there are several forms in the state of Utah that do a lot of rides. So if you're uh, an OHV enthusiast, uh, you can get on these forms and they just put on rides all the time and they go into some fantastic areas. There's one in September that I'm going to be attending uh, that starts in the West Desert and it's clear over by Mesquite, Nevada. And that's part of that Pony Express stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've done some rides out of Mesquite out to uh, Bartend Ranch in the Grand Canyon out there. And those are, those are just fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun stuff. You mentioned San Hollow earlier and, and we did have our first time there, which was great. It's, it's pretty rare that, uh, Alex and I go together someplace and that it's the first time that we go someplace right together. And we had partners like, uh, Rockford Fosgate and Assault Industries there. And, uh, they're, they're great supporters of the show. And it's just, it's cool when you go out on rides and you can enhance your ride in a number of ways. And, and like with Rockford, you've got your audio systems that you can add to your stuff. And with Assault, you've got your accessories that you can add. And, and I'm sure over the years, Kent, you have seen tons of different machines from your stock machines all the way to your super accessorized machines that come to Moab to, to ride. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been there, done that. I've done, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, well, my current machine right now, you know, I've got quite a bit of money tied up in it. Um, <laughs> you know, boys and the toys, you know, but there's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of women who are getting involved in this too, oh, yeah. you know, and, uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. My wife's one of them, my daughter, and of course you probably are. And, and, uh, I mean, I see a lot of women out there, but you're right. Uh, the accessories and the amount of money people put into their rigs is just unbelievable. The new, uh, Razor Pro, uh, Pro Razor four-seater. Oh my God. Right. You know, right out the door. I mean, you hardly have to do anything to it. I mean, it, it's just ready to go. Yep. And, uh, pretty awesome. Now, can I would imagine being Moab what it is, um, you get visitors from all over the world. I do. What are some of your favorite people like that, that from outside the U.S. that Right, come that maybe visit? like stood out yeah. to you? Oh, heck. I mean, they're all cool people. The thing about being in this business, it's not negative, it's positive. 
because people are on vacation. They're just happy right. to be here, you know. Um, the ones that, that really stick out are the folks from, uh, of course, all the uh, people from overseas, you know, the, the foreigners that come here. You know, our county's bigger than their country. And so they just can't comprehend, you know, they can drive it in a day. Us, it takes several days to get across, you know, just one county. Uh, but the Netherlands people are awesome. Um, they just, they appreciate what we have out here. Um, because Moab kind of runs in spurts. You have uh, the Italians that come in, and then you have the Asians, and then you have Germany, then you have Russia, then the Netherlands. I mean, they, they just keep they just keep coming. Okay, I want a local secret then. I want to know the best time of year <laughs> yeah, right? to visit yeah. Moab when the locals are like, yes. Because there's always a place like that yeah. where the locals are like, all right, it's our time now. Well, you know, our tourist season starts mainly in March. And it starts off with St. Patrick's Day, basically, because we have a marathon, half marathon here. Um, that starts St. Patrick's Day. And we used to get about 6,500 to 7,000 people in that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Moab Moab grows overnight, trust me. There is one marathon in uh, Utah that's mostly downhill. Oh, nice. Sign me up. Yes, right? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, And then, so it starts in March, you know, and it used to end about the first part of October. Um, But my favorite time is the middle of September to the middle of October. And the reason for that is that the colors on the mountain are changing. And uh, where if you've never been in Moab, uh, when you get up on these trails and you look at the mountains that are they're east of Moab, they're just these vibrant colors everywhere. And, of course, you know, the flowers are changing colors, the, the aspens or quakies, whatever you want to call them. You know, it's just beautiful and it's cooler. I was going to ask, what's the temperature that time of year? Yeah, the temperatures can run anywhere from 40 to 75 degrees, you know, so um, it's a lot cooler. I will say on one of our trips years ago, we were there in June and we'd film everything in the morning and then go hang out by the river for the rest of the just afternoon and then yeah. everything else in the late afternoon, evening, because it was just simply too hot. So I'm going to say fall is my favorite time. Uh, but unfortunately, more and more people are figuring that out right. <laughs> yeah. because it's not as crowded. And now what was not crowded is starting to become crowded because we're still running tours clear into the end of November. And so, uh, you know, so more and more people are finding out. But what you have is like when August comes here, um, then the families basically quit coming because all the kids are going to school. So then we have September, what we call couples month. And, you know, so you have September and October, mainly couples. Um, but the families are from August clear from, from will actually be May till August is, is the families that come here. And, uh, but the reason we get busy in the spring is because everybody's tired of being cooped up and the, yeah, they, they don't want any more, they, yeah, they don't want any more snow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they don't want the snow. They want the desert, you know, so. Very cool. Well, Jared, get me to Moab, will you? Okay, okay, right. I got you to Utah last year. Yeah, you did. did. Yeah, you did. Right? I did. And it gets me, you know, it's uh, soon enough here we'll be planning a new season. And it's it's so hard because we get like, okay, what's the 10 places we're going to go this year? And you're just like, oh. And Moab's one of those places where it's like sort of always on the list. 
you know, and it's yep. like, okay, when was the last time we've been? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's been a bit. Yes. A lot of people know about it. What can we do different this time? What can we show? But, uh, you know, talking to, talking to Kent, I'm just like, okay, I'm getting some new ideas, some new thoughts about <laughs> going there. And it is awesome. I mean, oh, we do a lot of our shooting in the fall because of the things you're saying, right? right? The weather, the, the weather, the colors, the traffic, uh, you know, all those things. And it's just, every place is great in the fall. And, um, it's a, it is always worth a trip to go to Utah and or Moab. Well, one of my favorite memories when, uh, Jared, when you guys came here with the cameraman, I think that was, uh, Mike Russ. Um, am, am I correct? Uh, I can't Mickey remember. Us. Yeah. Mickey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mickey. Yeah. Well, I'll never forget talking to him and I say, well, you probably want to go down here and set up because, you know, it's a really pretty shot and stuff. And, and he looked at me and he goes, you know what? You just let me worry about that. And I said, <laughs> okay. I says, and so we, we come up, I'll never forget. We come over the hill and he comes up to me and he goes, oh my God. I go, what? He said, you're right. He says, I don't even know where to look because I'm just looking back and forth. Everything's so beautiful out here. He says, how in the heck do you film all this? Because it's so pretty. You can't get a get it all and i said i told you so you know so that's one of my favorites because he just couldn't believe how beautiful everything surrounding him was because he told me he was just used to being in places where he had one or two things that were pretty and then the rest of you just you know oh well he says here it's everywhere he's right kent does like a sunset ride are you still doing a sunset ride i should say yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah sunset. okay sunset's yes. the most popular yes you know, because uh, that usually runs, even though the tour says three and a half, that usually runs three, three and a half hours because, you know, we're not never in a hurry to get back. You know, people are here on vacations. Uh, they want to enjoy their time. I do not like rushing people. I want them to enjoy their stay. And uh, and so sometimes the tour will last, you know, unless they have other obligations, you know, then we try to get them back when they have to, you know, like dinner reservations or anything like For that. Sure. But most of our sunsets are three, three and a half hour long. Well, Ken, it's been awesome and a pleasure and so good catching up to you. Uh, we appreciate the time and uh, hopefully we get to come out there and see you again sometime soon. Oh, thank you. And uh, if you contact Moab Cowboy, you're going to talk to either Dave or Bev. And, uh, you won't be disappointed. No, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. <laughs> it no. sounds excellent. You'll be, you'll yeah. be amazed and you'll have a great time. Because I can't go on every tour. You're a busy I guy, try, but I can't. Well, you're going on ours if we come out there again. <laughs> it That's was for kind sure. of funny, you know. People would get, and you know, I'd be out on a, another tour, and they would want to go with me. And then my wife was there, because she does tours too, cricket. And uh, they're like, "Oh, okay." And they just absolutely love her. In fact, they love her more than they do me. That's great, you know. So if I told her she could just do all the tours, but that didn't. There go you go. Good. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah, it. So. All excellent. Right. Well, you have an excellent week and we can't wait to talk to you again because you are just fun and full of stories, which we love. So keep up the great work and uh, keep spreading your enthusiasm. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much. And, and Godspeed. Today's podcast was brought to you by Quad Boss. Quad Boss has been around for 20 years, and we're excited to have them as one of our partners this year. If you need all sorts of cool accessories to get the job done, they make Super dependable parts, whether you're a rider, rancher, farmer, hunter, check out Quad Boss and see what they have to offer. And also buy full throttle battery. We use full throttle battery in almost all of our Project X builds. So if you are accessorizing your machine with lights, audio, stuff that needs a bit more power, 
go to full throttle battery, see what they've got going on, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Just like if you go to Utah, <laughs> ride in Moab, exactly. you won't be let down. It is fantastic. It's awesome. And uh, I could talk Moab or Utah stuff all the time. Hours and hours. I mean, like we've said many times, endless places to ride, endless stories to talk about, endless adventures, and you know, different ways to do it. But surely it'll be a good time. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining us on our podcast today. Be sure to download us on any place that you listen to your favorite podcast. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. We'll see you next time. Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process from design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side by side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com.